Welcome to the Take the Cake podcast. I am your host, Kate Noel, and I am so happy you're here. My mission is to inspire you to be the best version of yourself by truly honoring what your mind, body, and soul want and need. Here, we talk about everything and anything, wellness, recovery, lifestyle stuff, lots more. Thank you so much for being here, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, Take the Cake. How are we doing? Welcome to a new episode of the podcast. Today, I'm doing a solo cast, and it's going to be all about restoring your metabolism. I recently did a solo cast on weight restoration, and I talk a little bit about metabolism there. And I thought I would extend the conversation and just go deeper on some signs that you are restoring your metabolism and I'm excited because I think this concept of, um, it's more of a holistic concept in terms of, you know, restoring your metabolism back to homeostasis and the body really just craves consistency and safety. And that is exactly what restoring your metabolism does. And I just want to kind of break some of the stigma that people have about metabolism before we get into this episode. I just wanted to do a little shout out to all of y'all listeners who have been here for the long run. I've just been receiving so much amazing feedback from y'all, and I just really appreciate you for tuning in and showing up every week. I would love to also mention that if you have not left a review and you've been listening for a while... I would really appreciate a review. I haven't asked for one in a while because, I don't know, I don't want to blast your ears with requesting reviews. They really help me. They really help spread the word of this podcast and um, just help me keep it going. So thank you for everyone who's left me a review, and I would really appreciate one if you feel called to leave a review. If not, no worries. Let's get into the episode. So what is metabolism? Uh, many people think, and I'm, I'm, I used to be in this boat, think that metabolism equals how quickly or slowly we burn fat, right? People say, oh, I have a fast metabolism. And that means they can eat a ton of food and they don't put on weight or whatever it may be. They're just a bottomless pit. They can always be eating. And that is a part of metabolism. In reality, the metabolism is so much bigger than that. Your metabolism is kind of everything. It's how the body takes glucose, it takes vitamins, minerals, how it processes fats, proteins, macronutrients, and way way more. It It does so many things. And it's how it turns those things into energy. Every single cell in your body requires effort from your metabolism, from your metabolic system. So it's not just about weight. It's about your hormones, brain health, skin health, immune system. And it's, it's just about an endless, endless things. It's, it's all connected. So really this is a bigger picture than just how much food you can eat versus how much body fat you gain. Right. And so this is the umbrella of metabolism. And like I mentioned, my recent solo episode where I discussed weight gain, I touched on how to, you know, mitigate stress and how too much stress, whether from 
restricting or any other eating disorder behavior, life stress, anything. You don't even have to have an eating disorder to have an adapted metabolism. Metabolism, our metabolism becomes adapted when there's just too much stress for the body to mitigate. So we're running on stress hormones, cortisol, adrenaline, what what have you, which I feel like we've all felt that before. Because when that happens, our thyroid production is impacted. So our thyroid is impacted. Every single cell, 100% of your cells on your body have thyroid receptors. So our thyroid determines metabolic health in many ways. So it's not just our thyroid, it's, it's many other functions of the body, but um, that's why, you know, women who menstruate can, people who menstruate can lose their periods if they have a stressful life event like moving or a death in the family or something like that. So really this is just about stress and restriction under eating, any eating disorder at all, mental, physical equals stress on the body. The body doesn't feel safe, therefore your um, metabolism becomes adapted. So I know that sounds kind of simple. I just, the reason I really wanted to discuss this is because many people think that, oh, when I gain weight, I'll be healed from my eating disorder, or this person doesn't have an eating disorder because they are not underweight, or I'm not sick enough to recover because I'm not underweight, or I, I don't know, whatever it may be. It's the it's bigger than that, right? So stress in itself causes us to have an adapted metabolism. Um, even mental stress, like I said, just the thought of restricting, the thought of I don't like my body, I hate my body, I'm not worthy, is stressful and it will lead to an adapted metabolism um, which has tons of symptoms. And I'll go into the symptoms more in a little bit. So when I was in my eating disorder, everything felt off because my metabolism was so adapted. Restricting, chronic stress, behaviors, they led me down this path to an adapted metabolism and so many functions of my body were either turned off or adapted to allow me to survive. So my hands and feet got cold, my period went missing, stopped ovulating, stopped having any sort of sex drive, had depression, anxiety, I was dealing with panic attacks, my wounds were healing really slowly. I was sensitive to sunlight. I wasn't sleeping, had insomnia, had to pee all the time, digestive issues, didn't have hunger and fullness cues that felt right, so much more. I mean, so, so much more. My skin health was off, I was having random rashes, and this was all due to my metabolism being adapted. When our metabolism is adapted, we experience weight changes as well. So, for example, you can actually experience weight loss resistance when you when your metabolism adapts. So if you are chronically restricting or chronically eating low calorie, for example, your metabolism will adapt to eating low calorie and you will have weight loss resistance, meaning at some point the low calorie diets and the restriction or literally fill in the blank of what your behavior is it won't work anymore. It will stop working. So the body craves this consistency and safety. There's no magic pill. There's no quick fix to healing and adapted metabolism. There's no, you know, of course, yeah, we, we can take herbs and we can take pills and we can take, uh, you know, we can, we can suppress our symptoms, right? We can, symptom suppressing is very different than root cause healing. So my approach is that 
root cause for many of my clients and for myself was just having an adapted metabolism. So for example, I was really sensitive to beans when my digestive system was really bad and it was totally off and my metabolism was adapted when I was in my eating disorder. The, it wasn't the beans that were the problem. The beans led me down to a path of uncomfortable symptoms, but the overarching issue was my metabolism. So removing the beans did not actually help heal the body. It helped me with my symptoms, but now that I have a healed metabolism, I can eat beans comfortably. If this, if this makes sense, I hope this makes sense. Uh, basically, there's just no quick fix. And there is symptom management, but all in all, we don't want to be dependent on uh, certain things in order to have, you know, symptom-free life, right? Ideally, we would, we would heal our metabolism entirely so that our bodies are really resilient at, with stress. The body can become more resilient to stress. That can only happen when the body feels safe and secure with proper nourishment, proper sleep, enough rest, and just all in all a healed metabolism. How many times am I going to say metabolism? Let's, let's count. <laughs> this is a metabolism episode. So I want to next get into the signs that you are restoring your metabolism. So these are, these are just healthy indicators we can ditch the scale, right? We don't need to focus on weighing ourselves. These are other areas that you can examine in your life to uh, see, you know, be on your healing journey towards restoring your metabolism. This is not a comprehensive list of everything that will happen. Uh, there's so many other quirky things, random things that can be affected by an adapted metabolism. But here's my list that I came up with. One is staying at a healthy weight range without restricting or any behaviors easily. So I've said this before, but in theory, we should be able to go on a trip, go on a vacation and eat whatever we want, not exercise and really not budge on the scale in terms of weight. Um, so if you are, you know, restricting and eating a certain way, the body might need to put on some weight to uh, heal your metabolism. And that's a really scary thing. I think it's that idea is like recovery asking us to do more and to say, you know, don't go back to the eating disorder because this is what you're going to have to do. Um, so the body will naturally stay at a healthy weight range without using any behaviors. So if you stop using behaviors and your weight changes, that is life asking you to surrender. And that's what we really want, right? So it's not like you can just heal your metabolism overnight. It takes a lot of consistency, which is why uh, so many times it's so important to just allow your body to be where it wants to be. Another sign is having a regular ovulatory cycle. So getting your period and ovulating every single month if you are a menstruating person. HA, hypothalamic amenorrhea, is a metabolism problem at its function, at its base. So having a regular period where you're ovulating is so key. Um, you can look out for signs of ovulating, um, fertile mucus, and just changes in your mucus and discharge, having um, a regular bleed every month. And when I say regular, uh, I just mean, you know, not going 
one month having a cycle and 25 having a 25 day cycle and then the next month having a 60 day cycle so just having a regular uh, ovulatory period is a sign of a healthy metabolism another one is just immune system so d- don't you know not getting sick every single time cold season hits and flu season hits uh, this feels like a hot take right now with the state of the world if you have a healthy metabolism that's not adapted, you should be able to um, not get sick as much and have a little bit stronger of an immune system. It is such a privilege. I am privileged to have a functioning immune system. And this is, I don't have the right to speak on those who are immune compromised or have chronic illness. So I'm just speaking on behalf of people who have a, um, who aren't immune compromised. So not getting sick every time cold season hits and just having an overall healthy immune system is a sign of a healing metabolism. Another one is healthy digestive system with consistent bowel movements, consistently pooping one to three times a day. Uh, This is one of those things that's so hard for me. It was so hard for me to be patient with my digestive system. And it was really hard for me to understand the idea of eating more food and resting more actually helped my digestive system. As soon as I let go of the restriction, if, as soon as I stopped eating all of the like, quote, digestive healthy foods like almond milk, when I switched almond milk to dairy, cow's milk, when I just ate food that felt nourishing and good for me, that's when my digestive system, eating, eating enough really, was when my digestive system really healed um, and I was able to start having consistent bowel movements. Another one is feeling energized throughout the day. So just feeling better throughout the day, not feeling super fatigued, not feeling like you have to take a five-hour nap every single day. That's a sign that you're healing your metabolism. Next is waking up with an appetite. So in theory, we should be waking up hungry. We should be eating breakfast within an hour of waking up and we should want to eat in the morning. If, if the thought of eating in the morning makes you feel nauseous or uh, just sounds awful, that's a sign that you are already waking up running on stress hormones. So the key to healing that is, well, I'll go, I'll go through the, the ways to heal in a little bit. That's something that you should experience and work towards. Able to fall asleep and stay asleep for seven to nine hours is the next point. So just overall sleeping well, being able to fall asleep relatively easily and staying asleep and not waking up in the middle of the night tons of times. Next is uh, peeing. So if you have to pee a lot throughout the day, if you feel like you have to pee like right after you drink your water, if you're peeing every hour, that's a sign of an adapted metabolism. That can kind of go hand in hand with sleeping and and staying, uh, not staying asleep. If you wake up to have to pee, uh, that's something I experienced. Like every single night, I would wake up three, four times a night just to go pee, and I was always perplexed. Like, how come my husband doesn't have to do that, or the people I'm with don't have to do that? And it really is has healed as I've healed my metabolism. Another one is just when you're overly thirsty. So if you're not overly thirsty, if you feel like you're don't have to drink tons and tons of water all day, every day. That's a good sign. Just drinking when you're thirsty and not feeling, you know, dehydrated all the time. This can also be a symptom of just low electrolytes. So having some coconut water, having some mineral rich broth, having a little more sodium on your food 
can help with this as well. Uh, having a libido, that is a great sign of healthy metabolism, having a high sex drive, or just having a sex drive in general, assuming that you aren't asexual. You, you know, if you're not asexual, having a healthy libido is amazing and is a great sign. Having healthy hair, skin, and nails. This is like an aesthetic one. Um, But I I figured I'd throw it in there that having healthy skin, hair, and nails is a sign of a healthy metabolism. Also, maybe you're using good hair products, skin products, and nail products. (laughs) That's a bonus, right? We can't supplement our way. We can't shampoo our way into health. That's that's for sure. Um, The next one is mental clarity. So just having... Mental clarity, not having extreme brain fog, you know, being able to focus and concentrate without reaching for tons of coffee or caffeine and just having the mental space and clarity to get through your workday without feeling like you're just dragging along. Okay, we have a few more. Next is having a regulated appetite. So having hunger and fullness cues that feel really good, having appropriate ghrelin and leptin, which are hunger and fullness hormones. They, that's really a great sign, just having a regulated appetite. If you are coming from a restrictive eating disorder, then you most likely feel the urge to binge, or if you're coming from binge and purge, you, this, this is not, you know, there's, this is nuanced. There's more to it than this. Although it's, it's difficult, right? To, to get through those experiences, the body wants The body kind of needs to have those experiences, honestly, in my experience, in order to really stop that cycle of restriction binging. So it feels so good. I remember, I'll never forget when I, I have experiences in my recovery where I would just be full, be satisfied in, you know, when I still had a little bit of food left on my plate or in my bowl. That was such a good feeling for me to have a regulated appetite. And if you're constantly thinking about food, if you feel like you just can't wait until your next meal, whatever it may be, that's a sign that you just might have an adopted metabolism and need to give yourself more food and nourishment throughout the day to heal your metabolism and, and allow the body to feel safe. Next is a regulated body temperature. Um, Being really cold a lot or just easily really sensitive to temperature can be a sign of an adopted metabolism. Having cold hands and feet is another one. So if your hands and feet kind of start to warm up as you're on recovery, that's a really great sign that your metabolism is responding. Another one is having a healthy pulse rate. So you can actually take your pulse and... um, this is very nuanced, but you can take your pulse, you can count for 15, set a timer for 15 seconds and count how many times you feel your pulse on your wrist or on your neck and then times it by four and that's your beats per minute. So if you have a low pulse rate, which is considered under 75 beats per minute, then there might be something going on with your metabolism. Um, that's obviously, like I said, nuanced and that's something to talk to your doctor about. It's just something that you can experiment with if you're interested in it. Um, The last one I have, the last point, is generally feeling calm and having a stable mood. Again, this is not specific to only metabolism. For me, I experience just general, just feeling more calm and having less anxiety and less panic and stress and panic attacks throughout the day and throughout my life in general when I healed my metabolism and just felt more safe and calm in this world. 
So those are my points. Like I said, there's so many more. Maybe you've experienced other ones than this. And the next thing I want to talk about is healing, how to heal from an adapted metabolism. Number one, eating enough calories, eating enough food, right? Cannot say this enough, especially from those coming with an eat, from an eating disorder history, just eating enough, nourishing your body, giving your body consistency and surrendering mental, physical restriction, mental, physical behaviors, eating enough and satisfying yourself, tuning into pleasure, right? Like I think a lot of us from eating disorder realm will just really not honor our pleasure and we really kind of be ashamed of pleasure. So this is so important to address, uh, right? And you can do that through, through food and you can do that through lots of other things. So eating enough calories and eating enough food is really important. By the way, I'm not endorsing calorie counting. Absolutely not. This is just, just basically eating enough is the first point. The second point is eating macronutrient balance. So having carbs, fats, proteins, and all of your meals, eating dense meals where you have to use a fork and a knife and chewing. Well, you don't have to use a knife for all of them, but eating meals where you have to chew, having just enough macronutrients, having all three, having micronutrients as well, really focusing on um, variety and eating, you know, eating macronutrient balance and having balanced meals. And I don't mean the wellness culture version of balance. I mean, carbs, fats, proteins, you know, rice, potatoes, squash, quinoa, steak, chicken, fish, cheese, salmon, all the foods. Another way to heal is examining your stress. So are you taking on too much? Can you delegate some of your to-do list? This is uh, really important. Do you need to set a time aside to meditate, to sleep more, to just get off your phone more, whatever it may be? Any way that you can mitigate and examine your stress and just reduce your overall load is a great step to take if possible. Balanced blood sugar. This is important. I would say eating every three hours or so, having snacks between your meals is so key to heal from an adapted metabolism. I love to include um, kind of like more well-rounded snacks. So I would say having some protein, having some carbs. It's really, really crucial to have some of each for your snacks. So I like to pair snacks and I'll do like hard-boiled egg with some fruit or some string cheese with some crackers, just having uh, balanced snacks. Prioritizing sleep and having good sleep hygiene, getting seven to nine hours, doing your best to not have distracting sleep, and um, just having a nice sleep routine is really beneficial. Eating when you wake up, so eating an hour after waking up, within an hour of waking up, is so important. I know breakfast is like so skipped in this society. And so I just want to encourage you to be different and it's healthy, right? It's so healthy for us to eat breakfast. We have fasted all night long while we sleep. It is so important to wake up and signal to your body that it's safe. You have food and nourishment for it. If you wait until you're hungry, you are running on stress and cortisol all day long and your body is really craving that. And that will result in burnout, right? I'm sorry, but I don't know people who are intermittent fasting for more than like a year before they burn out 
because the body doesn't consider that a sustainable option for most people. Another point is um, eating more bioavailable foods that could be easier to digest. So if you're having digestive symptoms or symptoms in general, or if you're just eating like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of plant foods that are hard to digest, um, this is something to consider eating just more bioavailable foods like animal proteins, animal foods, um, broths, having white rice instead of brown rice sometimes. Like it might seem counterintuitive with today's wellness culture who just loves to say that you know, the full fiber versions is healthier, but sometimes our bodies just need something that's quick and easy. And the reality is, is that's going to be more supportive for you in this time than asking your body to do more than it really wants to. And if your body's fighting back and saying, I don't want to do this right now, it might just be time to just simplify a little bit and focus on foods that feel good in your body. I love potatoes so much just plain old white potatoes they're so delicious and filling and for me they're so nice to digest i just love them for so long i was like scared of regular potatoes i love them um the next one i have is swapping out intense cardio for resistance training i would advocate for completely cutting out exercise if you if you need to during this time if you don't need to cut out exercise for whatever reason swapping out intense cardio for resistance training is amazing so if you're kind of well well into your recovery, if you're weight restored, if you had the clear from your doctor, from your treatment team, whatever it may be, and you're currently exercising, consider just taking some of that intense cardio out, doing some walking and stretching, yoga instead, adding some resistance could be good. Um, I would feel like it would be important to like check in with your team about this, but you could add in, you know, resistance bands, body weight exercises, dumbbells, you know, weights, whatever it may be, as opposed to doing just intense cardio. Intense cardio is inherently stressful for the body. And I think that's something that a lot of people, it's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people who love the feeling of like marathon running and intense running and long distance running and whatever it may be. It's stressful for the body stressful physically for the body like the joints and the bones it can lead to low bone density and all sorts of stuff and it's also just stressful for the metabolism in general because it's really intense uh the last well i have two more um getting outside isn't my next point just just being outside in nature just connecting back with the sun with the moon with the wind with the grass whatever it may be, the beach, just getting outside and taking a deep breath of fresh air, going for a walk, like just getting off your phone. Don't even take your AirPods. Don't take anything. Just sit on the grass and just breathe in. That is, I can't recommend that enough. I know that's kind of cheesy to say, like, how would that heal my metabolism? I don't know. I just think it does. It just truly does. It just reconnects you and realigns you. And it's so stress relieving. So I would say, yeah, I added that one in and I don't regret it. <laughs> the last one I want to mention is examining who, what, when, where, why you spend your time doing what you're doing. Who are you spending your time with? What are you doing in that time? When are you doing it? Where are you doing it? And why are you doing it? So like, just how are you spending your life, right? Like, how are you spending your time? Are you doing things in your life? that are draining you. If I, if you thought of something or someone or 
whatever, when I said that, I want you to really examine that. Like that's your homework. Like take away from this episode is examining the person or place or thing or job that you thought of that's draining you. How can you help that situation? Do you need to set boundaries? Do you need to remove yourself from the situation? Do you need to talk to someone? Like what are you doing? And and if it's not adding to your life and you have an opportunity to change that, then take advantage of it and do something about it. It doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you selfish. It doesn't make you needy. It just makes you aware. And life gives us, life has consequences. If a friendship isn't serving us anymore, or a job isn't serving us anymore, or a relationship isn't serving us, life gives us signals. It gives us emotions, feelings, thoughts. It gives us signals, and we can take action on those. So there's no reason to feel guilty about that. It's just about what you can do with those thoughts, emotions, and feelings, and how you can change that situation in your life. Okay, that was this episode on restoring your metabolism. Uh, Let me know if y'all liked it, if you learned anything new, if um, you're inspired to switch anything up. I know this is a lot of information, so just remember that trust yourself as you listen to this episode, right? Trust yourself that you will assimilate whatever you need to assimilate. There isn't anything, you know, that you need to to take away from it, from whatever you already are taking away. You can always listen to it again. You can always come back to it. Um, but for now, just take it one step at a time. And um, it just remember, it's it's not an overnight process. It takes a while to heal your metabolism. And it takes a while to really see the fruit of hard work sometimes. And that's, like I said earlier, that's just, I think, recovery asking us to really let go and release. And so that's why life is slow sometimes. And sometimes you just have to slow down. Um, I'm all about slow and steady and sustainable. Okay. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, I would really appreciate a review if you learned something new in this episode or if it inspired you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. And I will see you on the next episode of Take the Cake. Bye.